Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Fourth of July, 2012 episode. Oh, it's 65. Yes, go over there and change the board. No, no, no. I'll, now, I'll fix it. go. No. Okay, go change the board. It says 64. You're wrong. 64 was the get off my lawn episode. <laughs> I'm there. 65. We're now Good eligible boy. for Social Security. I now should, you... I, should, I should have done it in red, huh? Yeah, it's more patriotic that way. Well, it's also marking it. Well, teachers aren't allowed to mark in red anymore. They aren't. A lot are told that it's it's too negative. They have to use <laughs> another color. Blade purple. Yeah, no. it just doesn't purple. work. Because you're gay for making a mistake. It's it's green because it's more positive that you learn from your mistake. Yes, and it turns them on because as we know it. Right. Oh God, that, that <laughs> cough I've got. So how was how was your people's this week's is sucktastic. Yay! So is mine. <laughs> My boss was away the last couple days, so I got to work from home. A so basically, days. you're the only one that's doing anything on the podcast today. Because you obviously use that time to only study for what we're talking Ironically, about. Ironically, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so Why? what you're saying is is that there's nobody here prepared. I, well, I, I prepared the lightning round, and... You know, last weekend I prepared the hell out of doing that song that we're going to premiere later in the show. Yeah, and you know we're going to do Gary's song as well. Yep, I worked hard on that song. It took me a whole what three hours. A, a lot can come out of a three-hour spout of inspiration. And I was going to say it was only a three-hour trip for Gilligan's Island. So I mean, come on, yeah, look at what tour. can happen in three hours. Yeah. So wait, you're saying I'm going to be stuck on? patriotic quote music now <laughs> Maybe. oh well that just That's gave all away you're my allowed thing. to record from now on. we're not we're, we're gonna cut that out because i just gave away my whole theme <clears throat> no we're not we're not gonna cut that out but did you have an okay week i or? hadn't yeah i as has been mentioned before on this podcast uh i am in school back in graduate school learning your abcs yes Working on my GED. Ironically, not your one, two, threes. No. A lot of irony you need today. Uh, and so I was programming. Well, I just did my laundry. So I had to iron. Ah. But, um. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be one of those days, folks. <laughs> Fourth of July, yay! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I've been uh, doing this program for the last uh, two weeks. Uh, and. I'm doing it in Java, which I don't know, uh, and this is the first time I've programmed in eight years, so I have to remember all that. And I'm doing a thing on on graph theory, which is new. Graph theory particularly isn't difficult, but uh, it's new to you. Yes, and and Java has this really cool open source library that I can use that's specifically for graph theory. Unfortunately, the documentation isn't all that great. So I've been dealing. So 
this first project I was working on was supposed to be a, a GUI-based project where... Um, For non-technical people, GUI is graphical, yeah, graphical user interface. Yes, yeah. So, you know, like Mac. I thought it was just uh, a really hot Twix bar. <laughs> there we go. I like the reference to Twix as opposed to other candies. That's what I mean. Yeah. She must have had one today. Keep talking, Gary. So the project is supposed to be you you put, you you have things called nodes, which are points, and then you have edges, which are lines between the points. Okay. And there's this thing called an Euler walk. That's E-U-L-E-R. And what that means is you start at one node and you go through all of the other nodes and hit every single edge and then get back to the same node. It's connect the dots. It's connect the dots, but only you can only hit each edge once. Okay? Okay. And then once you get back, it's called an Euler walk. And there's this famous problem called the Konigsberg, uh, Bridges of Konigsberg, where you had seven bridges, and the question was, could you walk from point A to point A and only hitting every bridge once? The answer is no, just in case you're wondering. But we're supposed to recreate that using graph theory and then write a program that solves it, says yes or no, and then be able to make something that works. I know this is getting boring. I was going to say, can't you just have it say no? Well, the the point was that he wanted us to do a brute force method because there's there's programs, I mean, there's, there's algorithms out there that you can just go, oh, well, this node has three edges on it. You you cannot do an Euler walk with three edges. But you're building a program that will try every possibility every and permutation. then report. Yet, no. no, it doesn't work, or hello world, yes. which is what every starter programmer has to learn how to do. Right, exactly. So that's basically where I'm starting from, except I do have some programming experience. But it was kind of like, hello world, and then hello node. <laughs> <laughs> and so... What, but what he said is, at the end, um, I, one, I want the function that finds the walk to be recursive. So in other words, you do one thing, you call itself, you check to see if it's okay, and then you call itself. So it's kind of a for loop, but it's not quite. And then uh, I want at the end, when you find, when you create the version that does have a walk, I want you to print that out. Now, what he had said was, I want it updated in your user interface, which I took to be as meaning that he wants it drawn on the picture that you made, that (laughs) you're going from node A using edge 1 to node B, then node B using edge 2 to node C, and then back, and then like, you know, draw it. You had to display in an animation. Yes, that's what I thought. Well, that's what I was working on. The actual algorithm took me two hours to to write and fix. I spent the last two well, actually, it was the last week. The last week, including all weekend, you know, getting three hours of sleep a night, trying to get this stupid program to do what I wanted it to do. In the end, I actually never got it to update uh, graphically. But I went in there on Tuesday, and I and you know, kind of. You know, Fuck. sadly, yeah, Professor, I'm, I'm not going to get the full thing. He, and I said, "Here's here's what I have." And I showed him the 
the cool setup, which is all graphic, you know, you use your mouse and you click and then you drag and you make the edges, and that's really cool. He's like, oh, that's really cool. I was like, yeah, but when I press the solve button, I only print out over here in the output display. It doesn't, it doesn't print it out. It doesn't update. It's like, oh, I didn't want you to do that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, well, shit, I could have turned this in last Thursday. <laughs> Had the whole weekend. So the skeptical moral of the story is make sure you understand the problem, the question yes. you're actually being asked, not what you assume the question is. Right. Well, but on on the paper, on, on the paper, he does say that he wants it updated. He wants the GUI updated. Yeah. And that implies... That that's what, and and there were other people who are real. I mean, computer science majors in this class who were all over that stuff. Now the interesting thing is, one, I realize that I tend to overcomplicate things, <laughs> so that's that's a skeptical anger. This isn't the first time this happened in this class. Uh, and second, the the whole point of this exercise was really the recursive loop. I found that incredibly easy. But there were people in there who had the GUI all working and couldn't figure out the loop. Yeah. It's like, it's not hard. (laughs) worked as a programmer for 10 years, there's a certain mentality where you can can figure out the logic of loops and if-then statements. And you're, you're doing that logic back and forth that comes more naturally to some people, like it happened to be myself, than to others. Yeah. I just have one question for you. Is your professor's last name start with a G? No. I had a professor who said, no matter what, put something down for your answer. And always read the question. And I'm going through one of his tests, and he writes this question, and I'm like, fuck, I cannot figure this out. I've got five minutes to turn this in. Left it blank and turned it in. When I got my paperback, he circled the question. And he said, obviously, you didn't remember from the first day of class. Because the question was, can you solve this problem? He was looking for a simple yes or no. You got half credit if you wrote the word fucking no on it. <laughs> so, I feel for you. Yeah. Well, related to your um, trials and tribulations of overthinking the project and making it more complicated than it needs to be, yeah. guess whose birthday it is today, July 4th, born in 1883? Uruguay's? Uh, Turing. Rube Goldberg. Oh, awesome. Of the Rube Rube Goldberg cartoons. He he originally was trained as an engineer, and and, and, um, I think he worked for like a water department at some point out in San Francisco, uh, or the Northern California area, um, and then eventually just became a cartoonist for sports cartoonists and stuff like that, but became more famous for his Rube Goldberg cartoons of... Mm -hmm. Immensely complicated machines to do really simple things. Right. That's kind of cool. If you don't know what it is, you know you've seen one. And there's some really cool ones on YouTube where they actually build them and then follow them through. Yeah, you have people like the Mythbusters putting together one. one. There was that OK Go video where they did one. OK Go is kind of the king of it. Yeah. uh, As far as that goes currently. (laughs) Because they do it to music. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> As opposed to the rest of us slackers. Yeah. Who just do it for fun. So you in other words, you could you could build build a machine that you know, you, you, you flick a switch 
and then a ball comes and, and gravity assists the ball to fall down, which then hits a hammer, which goes over and, and sets, strikes turn, a match, which, which burns through a thing, which creates a frying pan that, that also falls or, or twirls around. That and then, falls on a mouse trap that right. flips a little toy soldier over to hit a domino. Right, which then falls on your enter key and updates your post on Facebook. Exactly. Speaking of updates of posts on Facebook, what do we got about updates on Facebook? Yes, you're right, Gary. Um, we've brought some news over the last couple months about um, our friend Jordan, who had some custodial trouble with his ex-wife and trying to be able to have contact in um, in cyberspace and in the real world with his daughter Ariel. Um, and there was, you know, there was hearings, there was back and forth things, and. A month or so ago, he had to bring down their Facebook page that said, help reunite Ariel and Jordan, because the lawyer suggested, you know what, right now, it's best to just not make this a thing, and it'd be easier if you took that down. Well, they did, and we got sporadic updates um, through the show as well, uh, but now they have a new page called Ariel and Jordan Reunited, <gasps> because they have been reunited uh, they've been able to not just see each other on cyberspace through chat programs, but also physically see each other in person and happy, happy, happy news. Yes. So congratulations. Uh, go out and like um, Ariel and Jordan reunited. And uh, they have a nice long update about the situation that happened and what happened at the hearings and all the help that our listeners and our friends gave to um this uh, very nice skeptical atheist guy who just needed a little help to get him through um, getting lawyer fees a couple months ago, and there was a great outpouring of support from the community. And uh, happy story all around. Yep. So congratulations, Jordan and Ariel. Yes. Speak about updates. I get the newspaper from Wednesday through Sundays. You dinosaur. Yeah. Well... I get I get Wednesdays free despite the fifty cents increase in my monthly. <laughs> you want know, to talk about skeptical? So Wednesday I get a paper. This is uh, last month. Wednesday I get a paper, and inside the paper it says, "We're upgrading your subscription. You now get Wednesdays for free." It's like, and oh well, well that's, that's cool. That's nice. And a fifty cent increase. That's really cool. <laughs> that Friday I get a letter that says. We're increasing your subscription price an additional fifty cents. I'm like, okay, so I, I haven't I haven't canceled the su- subscription yet, but I'm going to now because well, not this isn't because, but I thought you guys might enjoy this. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> oh, in God we trust. Um, so. Yeah, uh, on the back of the front page. I don't know, what did you call this? The back of the front section? Yeah, yeah. the last page of the oh, yeah. front section. Yeah. And, and what it says, in case you're wondering, dear listener, it says, In God We Trust. In huge font. In huge font with in God in red. And blue and black. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of different quotes from, from people. Past presidents, mainly the earlier ones, George Washington, John Adams... James Madison, James Madison, really. Thomas Jefferson and John Quincy Adams, and then our founding fathers, Patrick Henry. Everybody knows Patrick Henry. Jebediah Morse, patriot and educator, they call him. 
and Benjamin Franklin, uh, Supreme Court justices, people from education. So, now, you might be wondering, okay, who, who did this? Well, Hobby Lobby paid for this. Hobby Lobby. Yeah. yeah. If you go to Hobby Lobby at, at the checkout counter, they have these really kitschy Body of Christ bubblegum things, I guess, is what they are. I keep them wanting to buy one, but I refuse to give them any money. It's a little sacrilegious. Yeah, a little if bit. If you think about it. Yeah. Well, you know, a cracker turns into the body of Christ. Why can't bubblegum? True. Although, they're not really claiming that. So, this was a very pro-religion, in God we trust quote. Yes, there, it was very much, um, you can't have this country without God, is what all of those quotes yeah. effectively say. Which is which is interesting, because every single time, something like, in God we trust, or under God in the, um, the Pledge of Allegiance, every time that comes up before the court, they're always talking about it as, oh, it's just symbolic... Yeah. It's not particularly Christian. It's it's like they're arguing that the cross in the Marine base in Southern um, California, oh, it's just a general symbol of memorializing. It's not a Christian cross. And it's not like God really means the Christian God. Yet, whenever you see some dumbass posting on Facebook <laughs> about, well, it's in God we trust, that means we have to be all Christian, or you see one of these... People posting this full-page ad in local newspapers, obviously, probably in other newspapers around the country, it's yeah. very, you should believe in God, otherwise yes. you're not a good American. Yep. You know, I, here's the thing. I had, last weekend, I had the complete opposite happen to me. I met a Christian who had actually, for some strange reason, actually read my dissertation. One of 23 people in the entire United <laughs> States. I can't even get my significant other to read my dissertation. <laughs> this was someone who's actually fairly well known. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay. Just, I'm just, I'm going to leave okay. his name out of it. Well, But it was someone who is fairly well known, for not something for else. being scientific. It is a popular figure in popular culture. Yes. Keep going. And when he read my dissertation, and part of my dissertation, you know, was part of the work in Rwanda, which he's very upset about. He was all like, he asked me flat out, he goes, may I say a prayer for you? And I was all like, sure. floats your boat, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> but I, you know, it's always one of those, you get that, oh, in God we trust, I'll pray for you, blah, blah, blah. It, it all kind of runs together. And it's always very snarky and very snide. Mm. This was one of the true, genuine, you know, I am concerned about you. I am concerned for the work that you've done. I can't do anything, but I can say a prayer. You know, and that I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. You, that you was could nice. tell the spirit it was meant was I care about you. I, Even though I, I've only known you thirty-seven yeah. seconds. Yes, you read your dissertation. I, I think. Yeah, I'm. I want to help you out. It. This is more maybe more for me than for you. Is this okay? It was. It was in that very polite and respectful way. It was in that you may not believe the same thing I do. May is it okay? Yes. And that was where the spirit of that coming from this stranger who was pretty religious and famous for for other stuff came yep. across as very nice. That's that's always good. See, I oh. that that impressed me. I just wanted to add that that yeah. not everybody is the asshole printing shit in our paper. The other thing that's in the paper. There's on. more? 
Yes, we but, are having but an this is more local. analog podcast today. Huh? Analog, yes, yes. Well, we we could we could go and look on uh, at the Express News online if we liked. San Antonio but, Express. Yes. Well, there you go. MySA.com. So yeah. that our listeners can go find this if they want to. But a lot of the stuff that's on the front page doesn't show up uh, for for a day or so. And I'm not certain that the In God We Trust is actually, because that's an advertisement paid that's for. That's true. But um, we have a local uh, story happening, the, what, this past weekend. Right here in San Antonio, Texas. Well, it didn't happen here in San Antonio. Right but here near somewhere. San Antonio. No. Not anywhere near us. Right here in the good old U.S. of A. Nope. Nope, over the seas. Right here on the planet Earth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in yes. the solar system. Pretty much, I think if you... Close to drilled right through the Earth, you might be pretty close to where this happened. So I was just completely wrong. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, there was a, a UTSA student, that's University of Texas at San Antonio, uh, who was mauled by chimpanzees in Africa. Yes. At this, the Jane Goodall um, Chimpeden Reserve. Yeah. Which is a reserve of... Uh, Primates who have been abused and kind of... Circuses, zoos, private homes. Uh, encroachment so, on their territory. Right. Or, or basically they've been, they've been chained up and used and now they're kind of letting them run around free. Organ grinder monkeys. It's a monkey, not a primate. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Please don't not make me go there again. Oh, hold Please. on. Isn't a primate... Isn't a monkey a kind of primate? No. Okay. The primate's a kind of monkey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you look up Aaron Raw, he has a YouTube video about it. So anyway, now we can't really go into a lot of depth about this, but we just want to... Uh... Well, essentially what has happened is that there is several um, fences between them, one of which is electrified to kind of basically keep everybody out. Sort of like Jurassic Park. Yes, only for chips. <laughs> um, so and Jurassic Park. We know... <laughs> Who we know can climb. Yes. Um, <laughs> As opposed to a Tyrannosaurus, which can. Mr. Overly, the student in question, uh, the student who was injured, not really in question because his name's been all over the news. You want to start that over again? Okay, so at the the Jane Goodall Preserve, there is um, a series of fences, and he basically, according to some sources, has said has crossed into between two of them, and that is where the chimps attacked. Wasn't he teaching a class or he was giving a like leading a tour group? Okay, teaching a class sort of thing. Yes. So sometimes the quote unquote tour guide does kind of go in areas. You know, he was not supposed to go in that particular yeah. area. Um, right he inside. Did, he, the didn't, fence. he doesn't work with the with the chimpanzees at all. He is simply an observer. Yeah. He is doing all of his work as an observer, not actively. Not like you see the pictures of Jane Goodall sitting there as the chimp, you know, picks bugs out of her hair. Right. Not that. No. Great distance, big cameras. Not only like, was he not supposed to be there, he probably didn't have any sort of training on how to interact and deal with No, no. that he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. He has spent most of his life, actually, I think from about the time that he was 13 or 14, working with zoos, working as a volunteer. He's got a lot of primate interaction. Okay. Yeah. But American zoos are a little different than African zoos. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, and so, and he's a 
he's a graduate student, so it's not like he's a complete idiot either. Right. And and the what I what I kind of get from this really is that everybody has lapses of judgment. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he knew that he wasn't supposed to do that. Uh, what he was, what they say that he was doing was going between the the wires to to or the fences to get a rock that the primates. One of the primates likes to throw at people. And it, it doesn't say they're trying to hurt them or anything. It just says that they've taken to throwing rocks at the humans. And so he was going to either retrieve it or give it. We, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, they haven't interviewed him. He hasn't, or he hasn't given any interviews that, that we know of yet um, for good reason. And so until we figure it out, but it just seems like a really strong lapse of judgment. He knows that they're not particularly safe. And he also knows that they're territorial. Right. And that's really what um, the zoo down in Johannesburg is, who kind of helps oversee this, this, the Jane Goodall Preserve, has said, was that it was, they felt encroached on their territory, therefore they attacked. Um, that was the latest news coming out of Johannesburg today. Um, in addition, um, like I said, I mean, these chimps have been, so, I mean, really, I mean, severely abused, serious lapse of judgment. The fortunate part of this is, and to me, this is fortunate as as an anthropologist, the chimps are not being destroyed as a result of this. Yeah. You know, somebody is actually looking at this because normally it's, oh, a chimp, a bear, an elephant, a monkey, whatever has attacked human. Kill, kill it. it. Kill, kill it. it with fire. Um, <laughs> and pitchforks. One of one of one of the chimps was shot and is receiving treatment. But that was because it attacked them. Because it, it, it attacked jumped on the car they were in. Right. It attacked basically the rescue unit. Yeah. Um, and that just will not do. <laughs> so in there, but once again, they're being treated properly. They are not going to destroy these animals. Everybody is kind of looking at it sort of from a logical sense of a mistake was made. We don't just gung ho and, and destroy the animal. Let's analyze it. Let's see what happened. Let's interview people. Let's take that step back and not immediately react. There's an understanding that there is a, a thinking process that led this animal to behave in this way in a natural way defend yes. it you know defending its territory you know having flashbacks to abuse whatever it may have been that this is something that you can figure out and understand it's not just the the way a lot of animal attacks are are treated as if it well we have to destroy that that particular animal because obviously that's an evil animal it's right. intrinsically evil because it attacked a human yeah not understanding that there's all sorts of years and years of backstory of why this may have happened, and also a, a different animal. a different psychology from a different animal. And I, I think that's the whole gist of the matter is that there was a mistake made by entering in between this basically this no man's land between where the humans are and where the chimps are. There was a mistake made. Unfortunately, it has resulted in a very very serious set of injuries for this young man. Yeah. Very serious. Mm. Um, but at the same time, 
the people there are looking at it very logically, very rationally of saying, okay, we don't just automatically go and blame the chimps. Let's right. let's see, let's interview people. And that's that's where I'm most impressed by. Yeah. Because I'm used to hearing, oh, kill it! Uh, and I, I think that because of where they're at and they they have the luxury of doing that. I think if this happened in the United States... Yeah, uh, if it, Rick it, Perry was in charge of that zoo, he would have killed the chimpanzee like that. Yeah, he would have... He would have burned down the entire complex. <laughs> it's the land. We must salt the salt the land. <laughs> and then built a church upon it or something. <laughs> People have to realize that when you work with animals, they're it animals. Can yeah, be yeah, dangerous. They're animals, so you have to always pay attention. Absolutely. That's good to know. Even with your dogs, pay attention to them. You're probably not going to get bitten out of the blue. They don't right. want to bite you usually, but. You know, pay attention to them. Uh, and don't interrupt them when they're licking themselves. <laughs> so that was that was in the paper, so we hope that he recovers well. So that was kind out. of a not primate sexy time. That was an anti-primate primate sexy non-sexy time. Yeah. Primates acting like humans. But what was not in the paper, and I looked through the entire thing, was this new discovery of a Higgs boson. Bosom? Boson. Higgs's. You know what? They call it the Higgs boson, but really it should be Higgs's boson. Because the guy's name is Higgs. Because for, for the longest time, up until I guess this last week when this announcement came out that there was going to be some big announcement. The on, announcement about the announcement. announcement. I, I've always thought it was Higgs, Higgs boson, like, like it was two names. Right, like it was... Yeah. Like like uh, a shoemaker comment. Yeah, uh, Hale Bop Shoemaker Levy, you know, that kind of thing. But no, this is it's the Higgs it's a boson. A boson is a type of particle that happens that the guy one of one of the guys in a team of guys or of actually a couple of teams proposed uh, this proposed this field theory. This thing. And so he was there. So that's cool. Lots of times, a lot of people don't get the, uh, in physics, get the satisfaction of seeing their hypotheses or, or theoretical ideas kind of proven. Yeah, there, there are a lot of Einstein's implications from relativity that were able to be shown in his lifetime. Some of them were, and then but some of them... a lot, like, had to wait until the Hubble telescope was put up. Right. Until you could really see gravitational lensing, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it, and and you ha- there are some videos posted of Higgs himself saying, "I didn't think it would happen in my lifetime. This is really neat." Yeah. So the whole point of this, in case you're wondering, dear listener, <laughs> is the physicists at CERN appear to have found the lowest high level version, <laughs> the the lowest high energy. No wait, the the okay. No, no, you're not going to cut that out. <laughs> you're going to put that end. all in, all of your stammering, because it's a difficult concept to it understand. Is. So the, the Higgs boson can only be found at high energy levels, very high energy levels. Right, because the Higgs boson itself, if it acts the way we expect it to, breaks down into other particles really quickly. Really quickly, but it also doesn't show up until you kind of fuck with the fabric of the universe. <laughs> okay, you got to unpack that one. 
I'm um, lost now. I'm, yeah, I'm just are, an anthropologist. Are I'm we s- developing wormholes to the Gamma Quadrant now? It's, it's, it, 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 the, the way that I've been reading this, almost, okay, because the New York Times, you guys read it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have it saved. Is lots of big words. Yeah, they they say that it's the the Higgs boson is what gives matter mass, and the way it describes it is when a particle passes through the boson's field, that's when it gains mass. So, I, well, go ahead. The 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 description I saw in a little video on I think it was the Telegraph over in the UK yeah. was imagine you've got you know, all these particles running around, and they're like ping-pong balls. Right. And if they're on a flat table without any friction whatsoever, essentially, the balls are just rolling around, nothing, and they're really, really light. Yeah. But if you have little kind of sand particles on the table, they drag on the the, the ping-pong balls, uh-huh. and, and essentially that Higgs boson field is like the sand it's particles like the sand, right. dragging the... The ping pong balls and giving them drag and mass. Right, but the other thing is, without the, bo- the Higgs boson, the balls would just pass through each other. Okay, I'm confused again. That so right. the the, ba- the boson is what gives it mass, which allows them to interact. Right, where like say photons, which basically light particles, don't have mass, so they can just keep going frictionless without any. Um, any limits on their speed, so they're thrown around at the speed of light and don't have the same mass interactions as everything else does. Or at least everything that is gravitationally... Interactive? Interactive matter, be it baryon matter and dark matter and whatever the hell else is out there that we haven't discovered yet. So, if, if you're all confused... Lord, so are we. So is everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm there are people like Phil Plate, the bad astronomer, astronomer, or what uh, is an astronomer? N- n- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what is her name? Nicole Gugliucci, the noisy astronomer, or Pamela Gay, star strider. You know, go f- follow their Twitter feeds or find their blogs. I'm sure they've explained. How about you it. talk to a physicist like Brian Greene or Brian Cox? No. You know, people or who your do physics. Brother. Going back to the Higgs boson, uh, the, it's been discovered at the Large Hadron Collider. Not Hadron, but Hadron. And it's only running at half power right now. So they discovered this uh, at 125 billion electron volts, but the Large Hadron Collider can go up to 4 trillion uh, electron volts. So. And right now it's at two, uh, is how much power they're putting into this thing. So that's really exciting because they're going to probably get really good pictures of this once they ramp it up. But they're not going to ramp it up for another two Two years, years. I don't think. They're going to keep doing these uh, experiments until the end of the year, and then they have two years to to really get their their crap together and determine where they want to go with it. Um, the only thing that I really understood out of all of this, and it's because I have actually taken statistics classes, is, is that spray tan. Yes, spray tan. That it has a, a five sigma um, confidence confirma- level. confidence yeah. level, which is like 
Basically, you know, like one ninety nine point nine 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 nine. They are positive that one in a million chance that they're wrong. Yeah, and if, and that's that, that kind of touches on what I think is the most interesting thing about this story is you know you see in the popular press all the talks about oh it's the God particle the God particle and scientists have finally found the Higgs boson whatever. But when you read the actual quotes of people at CERN or scientists who are in the know, yeah. they're saying. We're pretty sure this is what this is within a certain amount of, of confidence level, five sigma, and it looks like two, you know, two independent teams found it, but they're still saying, but we gotta keep checking. Yeah, they have to. We are not done yet. Not, not just, this is a great thing, now what's the next question, but we gotta keep asking the same question, is this definitely a Higgs boson over and over and over again? Right. And that ties to the idea of... Or, or actually asking it in slightly different different ways. Right, to confirm, to look at it from different angles, right. to confirm that, yes, this is... And this, and this is the difference between like pseudoscience, because what we have here is uh, uh, Bigfoot versus the Higgs boson. Okay, there's all these hypotheses that Bigfoot's running out there. Right. right, right, like like there were hypotheses of what energy level we might find the Higgs boson, yeah. or how we might find it. Right, so we, we it, it, first of all, there's twelve thousand different theories of where Bigfoot might live, and no one's got uh, even close to a decent sighting, not even one. You know right. that that isn't a great now. What they have here is uh, a five sigma number of pictures that show we we were looking for the Higgs boson here. We have something that looks like it. We keep looking and we haven't even started going into the forest yet. And we're we at the waited edges and of the checked forest. our numbers over and over and over again yeah. before we even told anybody about and they're going to keep checking their current numbers even before they publish. They haven't yeah. even published yet. Not even published. Here's the other interesting thing is that the scientists analyzed data from Oh, how many collisions do you think? How many collisions do you think they, they've done in the last two years? 1,800 quadrillion. F- five million. Okay, actually, Donna's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I was pulling that How number. the hell did you manage that one? <laughs> A thousand trillion proton collisions. Holy cow. How much fucking data is that? Can you imagine doing that with, like... Uh, by hand, <laughs> you wouldn't be able. Obviously, you, you, we would never be able to do this without computers. Yeah. I remember reading, uh, it must have been three years ago, that CERN has the largest network in the world, and they had to create it to and manage all of this data just to just to get the data. And I'm willing to bet, unlike Iran, it's not on the AOL network. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Um, so, so here's, here's the other thing you know, that, that I'd like to, to talk about. First of all, they found this at the low end of where they're expecting it, which is really cool. So they don't even know how it reacts. So once they move up a step into, you know, three quarters of it, they should start seeing it and then they can see how it works. But the other thing I thought was interesting from the New York Times article, uh, there were, there were, there were two statements. Uh, one Confirmation of the Higgs boson or something very much like it would constitute a rendezvous with destiny for a generation of physicists who have believed in the boson for a half a century without ever seeing it. And it affirms a grand view of a universe ruled by simple and elegant and symmetrical laws, and this is the cool part, 
but in which everything interesting in it, like ourselves, is a result of flaws or breaks in that symmetry. That's kind of a cool <laughs> concept. You know, we're here because something screwed up. Right. They've, they've, we've already known about the fact that right after the Big Bang, tiny little differences in concentrations of matter and antimatter and all that, tiny little differences, just a hair bit of difference between this area over here and this area over here, and it's seen in the microwave, co cosmic microwave background radiation that those tiny little differences map perfectly to where all the galaxies are now. Yeah. That just tiny little variations meant, okay, that's where a galaxy is going to be because that little bit of extra push over there means all that matter is going to come yeah, it's, together. It's, it's, like, well, it's like the boom. butterfly. You know, yeah. Thing. I was going to say, it is simply, it's to kind of tie this back to earlier in the episode, 99.4% of us are chimpanzees. You know, <laughs> there is that 0.6 of us that made us human right. as opposed to following down the chimp bonobo line. We humans are just broken chimpanzees. Yeah. Yes, we are. I was going to say we're the scratch on the record, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is a little bit better. Um, Actually, it's a, I really like that line. It's a beautiful kind of grand kind of theory of the, the, the science of the universe, while at the same time being humble of saying, you know what? Things are just a little broken, and that's why we are. That's yeah. what all makes up all physics. Yeah, we can almost say, well, we're broken because the universe is broken. <laughs> well, we're all like star that. stuff. Yes, we are. We're, so we're getting... We're getting very poetic right here at this, this, this end of this of segment. This is kind of strange. You know, it, it's making me it's almost, almost wanting to sing. It's a sing! It's, it's lyrical. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm just, I'm just reciting stuff. Reciting stuff I see on the page. <laughs> Combine one cup flour, three cups sugar. I could make that into a song. <laughs> Next month. Ingredients. <laughs> no, anyway. I don't think that'll be our song challenge. So uh, I think that'll bring us to the song challenge. Um, I, I, I'm really well before we go on. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to see. Uh, we're not going to learn too much, I think, in the next two years. I think as they refine their analysis, they might learn some about the behavior of the this thing that they think is the Higgs boson. And there's a one in a million chance that, you know what, they might have been wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Which would be interesting to them, yeah. because it may be a different thing. But, so, we've got a couple of years let, yet. I mean, before before that happens, we uh, August comes around and we have the, the new Mars lander, which will hopefully land and not plummet. <laughs> well, it'll <laughs> plummet, then land. Yes, but it's still making... We that it plummets softly. But yeah. isn't that the one that kind of plummets down, and then it's like these retro uh -huh. rockets are firing, and then, and then it's it, lowered on this yes. cable? And, and that's, that's... That's very Rube Goldberg-esque, almost. Yeah, but it's apparently the way they have... But it's cool. Yes. So, I, so I'm hoping that it doesn't go all the way to the ground at um, a constant velocity. <laughs> <laughs> or an ever-increasing velocity. Yeah. So, uh, I believe that le leads us into our song challenge. Yay! Yay! Uh, this month was patriotism. Kind of appropriate, considering the Because day. it is July 4th. And you know what? I'll let you go first. Let's, let's hear your song. 
Our country is not the only thing to which we owe our allegiance. It is also owed to justice and to humanity. Patriotism consists not in waving the flag, but in striving that our country shall be righteous as well as strong. James Bryce. Always vote for principle, though you may vote alone. And you may cherish the sweetest reflection that your vote is never lost. John Quincy Adams. He is a poor patriot whose patriotism does not enable him to understand how all men everywhere feel about their altars and their hearthstones, their flag and their fatherland. Harry Emerson Fosdick. Democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. Benjamin Franklin. Patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels. Samuel Johnson. The ignorance of one voter in a democracy impairs the security of all. John F. Kennedy. Only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. Robert F. Kennedy. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Martin Luther King, Jr. America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. Abraham Lincoln. You're not to be so blind with patriotism that you can't face reality. Wrong is wrong, no matter who says it. Malcolm X. Patriotism is the willingness to kill and be killed for trivial reasons. Bertrand Russell. Our country, right or wrong. When right, to be kept right. When wrong, to be put right. Carl Schurz. Patriotism is your conviction that this country is superior to all other countries because you were born in it. George Bernard Shaw. My definition of a free society is a society where it is safe to be unpopular. Adlai Stevenson. War does not determine who is right, only who is left. Unknown. Patriotism is supporting your country all the time and your government when it deserves it. Mark Twain. Dissent is the highest form of patriotism. Thomas Paine. The time is fast approaching when to call a man a patriot will be the deepest insult you can offer him. Patriotism now means advocating plunder in the interests of the privileged classes of the particular state system into which we have happened to be born. Leo Tolstoy. Heroism on command, senseless violence, and all the loathsome nonsense that goes by the name of patriotism. How passionately I hate them. Albert Einstein. Our obligations to our country never cease but with our lives. John Adams. When I am abroad, I always make it a rule never to criticize or attack the government of my own country. I make up for lost time when I come home. Sir Winston Churchill. The essence of patriotism is the sacrifice of personal interest to public welfare. William H. Burnham. Patriotism is one of the unalterable facts of man's nature. It is a virtue if you like it and a vice if you don't like it. Max Eastman. When a whole nation is roaring patriotism at the top of its voice, I am fain to explore the cleanness of its hands and the purity of its heart. Ralph Waldo Emerson. I never considered myself a patriot. I like to think I recognize only humanity as my nation. Isaac Asimov. In the beginning of a change, the patriot is a scarce man, and brave, and hated, and scorned. When his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Mark Twain. The men who create power make an indispensable contribution to the nation's greatness, but the men who question power make a contribution that's just as indispensable, especially when that questioning is disinterested, for they determine whether we use power or power uses us. John F. Kennedy. 
There is nothing more dangerous than to build a society with a large segment of people in that society who feel they have no stake in it, who feel they have nothing to lose. People who have a stake in the society protect that society, but when they don't have it, they unconsciously want to destroy it. Martin Luther King Jr. Those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. Abraham Lincoln. You will never have a quiet world until you knock the patriotism out of the human race. George Bernard Shaw. Men fight for freedom, then they begin to accumulate laws to take it away from themselves. Unknown. Our country is not the only thing to which we owe our allegiance. It is also owed to justice and to humanity. Patriotism consists not in waving the flag, but in striving... There is nothing more dangerous than to build a society with a large statement of people in that society who feel they have the Yeah, I really don't have any questions for you because it's kind of self-explanatory other than, um, I guess, where did you get all your quotes? I looked them up on the internet. I put (laughs) patriotic quotes. Actually, I put patriotism quotes. Did you put it in quotes? No. So (laughs) basically came up, you know, a whole bunch of different pages. And I I didn't want to do just patriotism. just patriotism for the United States. I wanted from around, so that's why, you know, Tolstoy's in there. Because it, patriotism, as the quotes show, can be good and can be bad. And I, I mean, anything that you do without thinking, it's not good. If you're just patriotic because you're patriotic, that's not a good reason to be. Did you have a favorite? Yeah, there were a couple of quotes that, that I really did enjoy. Um, and two of them are from John F. Kennedy. And the the first one is the men who create power make an indispensable contribution to the nation's greatness, but the men who question power make a contribution just as indispensable, especially when that questioning is disinterested, for they determine whether we use power or power uses us. And I think that's very important. You have to realize that just because someone doesn't agree with what the United States is doing, in our case, or... You have to realize that just because someone doesn't agree what the country is doing, it does not make them uh, unpatriotic. In fact, them standing up to the country to do what is right uh, is more patriotic to make sure that the country – because the patriotism has not, not to do with the image but, uh, but uh, of pride in your country. So uh, just because – Okay, you can bomb the shit out of a country and say we're right, you know, might is right kind of thing. Or you may have the holy ground, but or you may have the high ground in some cases. But I think, especially in the last couple of you know couple of decades, we've been the United States in particular has been kind of bad about using force over diplomacy. And so, you know, it's and we need people to stand up and say this is wrong. It's annoying. Uh, when you think that you're in the right to have someone say, no, you're wrong, but it makes sure that you're, you know, 
that you're doing it for the right reasons, that you know the reason why. But these people are standing up to try to make the country better, not just to be naysayers and be be negative about a country. They're actually trying to make the, the country, country better. better, which is yeah. what is patriotic, yeah. is what you're saying. And th- these people, they're Americans too. Everyone should feel pride in their country for doing the right thing, I think. Yeah, we, going back to that uh, newspaper article about In God We Trust – um, American atheists put together this Facebook banner that they're given that everybody's trying to use is says atheism is patriotic because not everybody is religious, but you know, be, someone who's an atheist is just as patriotic as someone else who's a full on Christian believer. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't have to do with God. And so now we'll move on to Greg's song. Here we go. Welcome to your family, it's you we're waiting to see. We'll dance and draw and sing our songs for you, you're a voice in our musical clan. You're gonna love and hate the works of Gilbert and Sullivan. Your folks and kin are not perfect We won't always get you right But we're by your side When it's time for fight or flight Welcome to your family country from sea to shining sea we're a patchwork of stories with lessons to teach and to preach round and round we clash cause we love our freedom of speech We come in all shapes, size, and colors. It's a mixed-up melting pot. But when we can come together, we'll give that moon a shot. Welcome to your country. Welcome to your family. Welcome to your planet Wrapped in a thin air blanket We're one country in a big old world And we never always agree We're one ape on a web of life With the bugs, the trees, and the beasties Plants and animals and peoples They need to live on Earth 
somewhere So take what you need to live But remember that Elmo told you to share Welcome to your planet Welcome to your family Welcome to your universe Go to sleep with this last verse Your new home is a pale blue dot A speck in countless galaxies Even with big, big telescopes We can barely see the boundaries we still don't have the answers Of quantum or sky above We're hoping you'll go further And find those secrets we've only dreamed of Welcome to your universe Welcome to your family this has some special meaning for you, doesn't it? Yes. I, I, I've i been wanting to write something like this for a while and finally found, finally found an angle that I could write it on. And this is a song for my uh, recently born nephew, Connor. And it, it's kind of, uh, you know, well, obviously, welcome to your family. Welcome to all this. And um, I'll... These are some lessons that I can try to impart, but you got much more more to learn. And the the I mean, granted, at one point, one verse is about welcome to your country, whatever. But then, essentially, the whole song is inspired by a quote that I don't know if I don't think Gary used in his song, but it's a quote by Thomas Paine saying, "The world is my country, all mankind are my brethren, and to do good is my religion." I did not use that one. So it's it's kind of we're all of this, whatever level you're going to look at it, be it the your family, your country, your planet, or the entire friggin' universe, it's it's all yours. It's all something you have to think about and be responsible for. And good luck. I I had to say the most impressive part of yours was working in Elmo, Gilbert, and Sullivan, and Carl Sagan into one song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that is something that I hadn't seen yet yeah. done before, and color me impressed. Well, the the family reference. Had to talk about Gilbert and Sullivan because my grandparents started a Gilbert and Sullivan company in our, in my hometown, <laughs> and every single time you turned around and said something offhand, off the cuff, one other family member, ninety nine percent of the time would turn that into some Gilbert and Sullivan quote. <laughs> you know, everything from the most obscure plays or whatever, maybe some general musical theater like ninety nine trombones or whatever, or. or <laughs> 76 trombones or the pajama game or something like that. 
but it was always Gilbert and Sullivan. So that's kind of that love hate relationship with Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> and you know, it's a kid song. So you mentioned Elmo and you know, you want to inspire some science thought. So Carl Sagan, go read Carl Sagan, little kid. How has your family reacted to this? I know that you sent it out to some of them. Um, the, the people who responded said, this is really neat. Congratulations. And um, I'm sure Connor will love it. It's like, well, he's a little baby. He, doesn't understand it yet, but okay. <laughs> but someday he will grow up to be the son of a physicist. <laughs> yes. And hopefully, you know, like what his uncle did for him when he was a little, 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 little baby. He'll probably, no, I can't say that. Cause I was going to say he'd probably like it more once you took him out for his first drink, but I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> so. See my song from March. <laughs> Yeah. See, you're going to be the good uncle, and he doesn't have he doesn't have a bad uncle. He could be the weird uncle. Well, that that was a given. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the creepy it's... uncle. <laughs> I guess that's about it. I mean, I don't really have any questions because both of them, both songs are very different than what you guys normally put out. This, Grace, yours was truly this this. Passion. It was. It was a work. Labor the of love. love. It was a ballad. You know, yeah. for you know, kind of welcoming this new child into not only just your family, but into your personal life as well. I mean, how mm-hmm. many people can say, "Well, my uncle wrote a song for me when I was three weeks old." <laughs> you know, and and Gary's was very different than what he normally does. And he doesn't normally do this. You know, performance art. Performance exactly. art. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. We're going to change your name to Yoko. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, a, a very good job on, on, for both of you. Um, I truly enjoyed both of them. I know that one of you put more work into it than the other. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was busy trying to do something. I didn't. Uh, didn't end up have having to, to do. do. <laughs> well, I did only have to record two instruments on this one, as opposed to last month when I was trying to do a whole like orchestra of rock and roll. Yeah, but you had the right words. I just <laughs> you just quoted <laughs> other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, guess I succumbed to my we, ability to Google. <laughs> we need to discuss what we're going to do for the next song challenge. Right. Turn a recipe into a song. <laughs> How about back to school? I think that was more of a September thing. Summer. Yeah. Just summer. Do about summertime. Summer. All right. Summer loving. We're gonna we're gonna write a summer upbeat. An you know, anthem for the summer. Summer summer anthem. Well yeah. That's Greg right. kinda does have the Beach Boy look. True. Yeah. Beach boys were this fat? Um, have you seen them lately? Well, back when they were the Beach Boys, not the Beach Old Man. <laughs> Beach geriatrics. Well, you're, you're, you wear the the shirts. Oh, the white yeah, the shirts. shirt yeah. and the kind of scruff. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay, so right. it will be a summer a summer summer theme. Yeah, summer theme. And and just to let our summer listeners anthem. know, uh, first of all, you can find our songs on SoundCloud.com/skepticwire. Yes. But also, if you have ideas that you would love to hear from us, song challenge wise. Uh, feel free to either send it to our Twitter account, The Skeptic Wire, or our Facebook page, or send us an email at uh, skepticwire at gmail.com. And 
or, or contact Twitter. us by Carrier Pigeon or something. We'd love to hear if you have something you'd love to hear from us. Yeah. Moving on. I guess we're on to... What was that again? Lightning Round! Lightning Round! Lightning Round! The Lightning Round! So Lightning Round is where we uh, patriotically celebrate and... I don't know what we're doing. We post a lot of stuff to our Facebook page every week, and we don't get to talk about it all during the podcast. Nope. So we're going to do a quick little fill-in-the-blank quiz for everybody here and, and uh, see how many everybody gets. It Last- was, we already know who's going to win. That would be you. Oh, my God. I don't get to win because I created the questions. Oh, he's God. <laughs> <laughs> No. There is no winning or losing for me. <laughs> so what you're saying is is that you're the Higgs boson of the lightning round? I don't know what that means. I don't know. We can see him. It's because he has mass. That's a fat joke, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was not meant to be, actually. <laughs> I was kind of going to go the same way. I was like, ah. That's okay. And then I just opened up my mouth. I'll just kill you all in your sleep. Oh, okay. I mean, send you presents and flowers. Which will kill us in our sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes, that bath salt? Is it bath salts or is it bath salts? One knows not. So, Gary, you got the timer ready? Ah, right, right, right. All right. <laughs> okay, Gar- Gary's turned into a grizzled old prospector. <laughs> Speaking get old frontier gibberish. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we have 90 se- You guys have 90 seconds each to answer as many questions as you can. Last time we started with Gary, so we're going to start with Donna as soon as she finishes Twittering. I wasn't Twittering. I was actually getting up my own timer, but... Okay. Timer starts when the question ends. Yes. A recent study of mysterious bare spots called blank in desert grasslands of southern Africa has not shed any light onto their formation or longevity. Uh, uh, circles. Crop circles. <laughs> no. U- fairy circles. Oh. I like crop circles. UTSA too. grad student was attacked by a chimpanzee at the blank in South Africa. At the Jane Goodall Institute, the Jane Goodall Chimp Eden. Yay. Uh, new research has shown that dogs empathetically react and copy their owner's blank. Emotions. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Damn it, I know this one. Yawns. Daily Mail announced that up to 30 babies have already okay. been born who are blank. Genetically modified humans. Genetically modified. That, there's no gym involved. An editorial on News24.com has blogger Charles Dumwin comparing atheism to blank. <laughs> you posted this one, Donna. I know. <laughs> I posted all of these and I don't know the answers. I have no idea. Pie. Satanism. South Korea's archaeological agency says it has an unearthed evidence of a 5,600-year-old blank. 5,600. Oh, my God. Fuck me. Fuck me sideways. Happy 4th of July, folks. Oh, we'd be happy to, but not with your shoes on. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I don't Farming remember. site. I've been working today already. A donation from Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane has facilitated Jeez. the transfer of blank to the Library of Congress. Carl Sagan's letters and papers. Yes. Yeah, four. 
Three. Four. He says four. I'm going with him. Do we have to go through this? Okay, fine. Because you correct, you said that she was correct on one that I said no. The fairy circles one. Well, that's the circles. Well, I should. Okay, three and a half. Okay, three, three and a half. half. We'll okay, see. If... Now I need to set up a timer for. Yeah, I've got a timer. Okay. It works regardless on whether I'm answering questions or not. Yes. And so I can go back to Twitter. Sure. Yeah, I was not on. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, Gary, you ready for your lightning round? Yes. A case study published in the June issue of the Archives of Sexual Behavior follows a man who gets severe headaches when blank. Wanking. Viewing porn. Oh. And only viewing porn. Two extremely well-preserved two-million-year-old fossils of Australopithecus uh, sabida uh, have provided rare evidence of their blank. Homosexuality. Diet. <laughs> New texts are coming to light showing that the end of the current Maya, uh, Mayan Bactun is actually marking the end of blank. Uh, the reign of the Backstreet Boys. Close. Political reign of King Yukon. Um, the researchers using smartphones to gather signal data like Wi-Fi. GPS antennas. inside of a building. Yes. <laughs> Research into the hibernation habits of blank is leading towards new discoveries related to neurological disorders. Worms. Arctic ground squirrels. Damn, I read that one, too. Um, a new analysis of the Cassini probe's data on the moon Titan has shown evidence that... Underwater ocean! Underwater... Under ice ocean! Underwater ocean. Many Gazans are using the alternative therapy of cupping because blank. Uh, because kneeing them in the crotch just isn't working. <laughs> it was specifically mentioned by Muhammad as a good therapy. A new suggests uh, a new study suggests an association between Tosmoplasma gondii and blank among women. Uh, I actually know this one. Suicide. Oh. Yes. So Donna, with that extra point at the end. Actually, he only had two. I only he, had two. Yep. Donna, with that extra point at the end, you are queen of the podcast with more than four answers correct. Yay. Congratulations, Donna. You are queen of the podcast. Yeah, which, considering that neither one of us really read, she's not really saying much. A grand total of six and a half answers. <laughs> well, okay, that, that'll be how I'll have to win. I have to total both of your answers combined. Okay, sure, sounds good. Are you ready? Yeah. Go ahead. A male chimpanzee at the L.A. Zoo attacked and killed a... Infant chimpanzee. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a half, because it's a three-month-old infant female chimpanzee. That was your answer. <laughs> I don't know how to score that one. Half. Observations of captive bonobos have shown strong aptitude for blank, especially when raised with technolo technological aids. Language and communication. And I have an argument about that one. But yes, that's, that's your answer. That's what the article said. Researchers presented in the Journal of Sexual Medicine intriguing evidence that blank are more likely to die of cardiovascular problems. Adulterous men. Okay, you've just surpassed my score with two and a half. 
this week, blank, came out this week as strongly anti-vex, citing toxicity, government overreach, unproven efficacy, and autism. Rob Schneider. We were not wondering what he was doing with his life, but hey, glad to hear he's breathing. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has a page on its website devoted to telling readers that there is no evidence of... Aquatic humanoids or mermaids. Yep, there's another anthropological theory that has been blown out of the water. <laughs> she, she's that kind of... A case study of women who were probably a thalidomide baby also had a limb amputated as given new insight into... Ghost limb syndrome or uh, phantom limb syndrome. Thank you. That is the correct answer. So I'm oh, now being really oh. picky. Oh. American atheists have hired Blank to be their new director of public relations. Teresa McBain. Yeah, I think you tied us. No, wait, no, wait. We only got... Yeah, we got six and a half, right? Sure. You got six and a half. All right. You are no smarter than us combined. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, there was editorial comment going on by the questioner. And you appeared to have gotten the longest questions you could possibly get. <laughs> I was not... I... I... You saw, I was. I know, Sometimes no, no. there's no way to phrase a question without yeah. giving all the information, yeah. but I try to keep it as short as I possibly can. Yes, because aquatic apes, mermaids, was a strong anthropological theory for a long time. It has since been blown out of the water. Rob Schneider. Ha! That's funny. <laughs> Rob Schneider, like I said, we were all wondering what he did after Deuce Bigelow 2, European Gigolo. Apparently now we know. <laughs> Uh, what was the other one that I wanted to bitch about? I don't remember. I don't remember. But it was just like, really? It was about the learning? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's the anthropological bitch of the week. <laughs> so everybody okay. else got their rants in. <sighs> Language is different from communication, people. Chimps, apes, bears, communicate they do not have an overarching language to them they cannot translate a unknown concept such as god or higgs boson to other chimps they cannot think abstract they do not think abstractly they that just is all about want fruit or how to you know Carve up a, a, a stick to make a pokey thing and mm, pokey things. That's that's <laughs> communication. That's not language. Huh. There you go. Yep. So okay. I argue with them. She argues. You're a <laughs> snarky little devil today, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> it's that day. It's Independence Day. Yep. I think we've all proven that we are independent of... <laughs> and speaking Rational of fun. independent, I will be traveling next week independently of you two to the amazing meeting in Las Vegas. And uh, I will be attending pretty much everything that I can, except for uh, like one of those dinners that you have to pay a few hundred bucks to rub elbows with hoity-toity people, but... Uh, so I'll be there. They and should be paying you to have dinner with you. I will have little buttons Someday. that say the skeptic wire on them. So if you want to come up and get one. Buttons. Um, and button, also, button. Who's got the button? Yep. So I'll be trying to update Facebook and Twitter for my personal stuff and also for the skeptic wire to let you guys know what's going on. So. Oh, you've got a smartphone now. 
You can Twitter. Well, I could have Twittered before, but I figured there's a lot of communication that happens through Twitter with the yep. hashtag that I missed out on last year, so that's why yeah. in time for Tam, I finally switched over to a smarty phone. Smartish phone. Yes. Yeah, because so, mine's pretty dumb at times. If you're at Tam, um, at the Skeptic Wire, which is the group's um, uh, Twitter handle, but also at Mando Gerg, as in Mandolin, but with Gerg at the end. And uh, so follow me, and I'll try to find you. There you go. All right. Well, I think we're done for this week. If uh, nobody has anything else, nope. Or if anybody had, has nothing else, I had something. No, it's gone. I don't remember. Hmm. Nobody has nothing, nothing. No, I think I think we're well done. Just like hopefully our burgers and steaks will be later on. Oh, why would you want a steak well, well done? done? <laughs> really? Are you that much of? A- <laughs> I'm going to have to have the Philistine <laughs> argument again today, and I really don't want to have that. I was more just saying we're done. Oh, okay. Well, I hope everybody, had, when you finally hear this, had a good 4th, 4th of, of July, July. And you yeah, have a good weekend. So Go we'll blow s- up stuff, folks. Um, No, let's not. <laughs> let's watch from a safe distance as professionals blow up stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. See Bye. ya. Bye, Bye folks. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. busy diapering. I'm pretty sure that he could explain it in very small words, which I think yeah, is he's what I pro- mean. In fact, if he's busy diapering, he's probably going to say, Higgs boson is like this poop that comes out of the baby. <laughs> My brother is not Southern. He's from New Jersey. Doesn't matter. So yeah. he just says yeah, it with a spray on tan. Uh, so Watch th- it, lady. So th- <laughs> Whoa. Okay. And really tall. I will accept some making fun of New Jersey, <laughs> but I will defend New Jersey to the death. You know, I always those thought... friggin' Jersey Shore people are not from Jersey. They're I, not of Jersey. I always thought oh, they. Oh, oh, wait a minute. So they're not true Jersey. <laughs> yes. Forget the the no true just... Scotsman fallacy. <laughs> it's the no true Jerseyan fallacy. I, I always thought the people from Jersey Shore were just related to Polly Shore. But regardless, so the really cool thing about going back to this Higgs boson is that we, the Large Hadron Collider, hold on. That's not, <laughs> not going to work. What, what particularly broke you? I just want to know so I can do it again, longitudinally. <laughs> Oh. Well, we we were just throwing shit at her, though. Who knows what <laughs> stuck? No. My no. six and a half foot tall brother with a southern accent <laughs> and spray tan. Spray tan. Yeah, I, I think that's what I did think it. that's, yeah. Because your brother and picture spray- you spray tanned. I'm the world's largest Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs>